to the Icon Church podcast. Icon Church is one church in five locations. Our vision is human flourishing. We pray that this podcast helps you to flourish in life. For any more information about Icon Church, log on to our website at www.icon.church. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Thank you, Nathan. Thank you, everyone. Um, who's watching online, it's so great to connect with you, to be able to do this through the power of technology, to connect even when we, as has been said, can't physically meet together. Firstly, I want to say, you know, this is our first week of having to do services this way, and it actually falls here in the UK on Mother's Day. So I just want to reiterate the fact, happy Mother's Day to all the mums that are watching online today. And uh, welcome to icononline.church. Welcome to Icon Church Online, and we will do this as long as we're able to do this, and we will do some service uh, throughout the weeks ahead as we go through this season of COVID-19 and all that that brings to us as a church and as a community and as nations around the world. You know, um, this isn't the only thing that we're going to do online, services that we will show on Sundays, but we've also already begun to do connect groups online. We're uh, doing a devotional starting next week will be Monday, Wednesday and Friday, three times a week. There'll be a short five minute devotional to connect with you. Also, we're going to do prayer on Tuesdays and Thursdays. We're going to do prayer online. Just a couple of our pastors or a couple of our people are going to just lead some prayer that you can jump in and involve yourself with. And also once a week, we're going to do a Bible study. We're going to have like three pastors sat around maybe this table and we're going to be looking at the book of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 1. And we're going to be talking about a Bible study uh, that we'll put out online every, every week. And um, so if you've never connected with Icon Church before, I want to invite you to stay connected through this season and also invite friends, invite friends and family and people. Just send them that link, icon.online.church. And uh, we can actually become a growing community, I believe, through this season. It's so important that we stay connected. And actually, that whilst we physically can't connect, we can spiritually connect and we can still socially connect through the power of technology. Today I want to uh, talk, I, I've, I've made a word up today for this message and I know that Nathan Blood who was here a minute ago leading worship won't like this uh, because he doesn't like made up words but when this, gets, when this gets into the Oxford English Dictionary in 10 years time he'll forgive me. I want to I talk today about thrival instinct. Thrival is the word that I've made up, I know. In 1992, I visited Romania and actually with three friends, I smuggled into Romania some money. Yes, you heard me correctly. I smuggled money into Romania. No, I wasn't money laundering. I wasn't doing, (laughs) I was doing something illegal according to the authorities there, but actually that money was to help two orphanages. We were getting pictures here in the UK. We were receiving pictures of children who were malnourished, who were seemingly traumatised and distressed um, as a result of neglect. And the orphanages were full of children at that time. And these children, there wasn't enough workers to support them, to care for them, to help them. And so these children were actually falling behind at a rapid rate, their development, both physically 
educationally and mentally, they were falling behind. And actually this syndrome, this condition in these children was given a name. It was called the failure to thrive syndrome. And the cause of the failure to thrive in these children was isolation. We're being told to isolate, aren't we, right now? And we need to do that. But the danger of isolation is it can stop us thriving and going forward. As I thought about this situation in Romania, and I thought about what we're being asked to do, and we've got to respond and do that so that we keep people safe and we get through this, you know, pandemic with as least disruption uh, in health for people as possible. We've got to do that. But as I thought about that, I thought about an instinct that's kicking in, survival instinct. And we've seen that, haven't we? We're stockpiling with uh, a lack of toilet rolls here in the UK. We've seen it with donations for charities like food banks reducing and, and so on. It's an instinct that's fueled by fear, by panic and those things. But as I was thinking about that, I thought that's not the only instinct that we have as humans. And I'm sure we may all have felt that, that sense of panic, that sense of what's going to happen, where will this lead? We've all asked that question, what if? But I think there's another instinct that God has given us that I've named thrival instinct. I believe God put it there. He put it in humans right at the beginning of time. And uh, when he said to Adam and Eve, I want you to be fruitful and multiply. I want you to fill the earth and I want you to subdue it. He put this instinct within us to thrive, to prosper, to overcome. And I believe that's the instinct I want us to tap into in this season. Let me just say this. This is not going to be an easy season for individuals, for families, for churches, for companies, organisations. It's not going to be an easy season. But I believe there's an instinct within us that will cause us to say we will overcome and we will come through and we will find a place of thriving in the future. We will overcome. You know, it's not the first time we've faced a pandemic. And even though this is the biggest challenge of our generation, our generation has faced pandemics uh, at least twice already. In 2002, 2004, there was SARS, which was a pandemic around our world, H1N1 which I have no idea what that means, in 2009, and now we're facing COVID-19. But we came through those other pandemics and we found a place of being able to thrive again and being able to prosper again. And I believe that's our future. And as I've said, it won't be easy. This, this season we're going to be in won't be easy. And that's why we need to stay connected uh, to one another. But we will overcome, we will come through, and this will pass You know, the Bible actually speaks, I think, to this thrival instinct all over so many times. I want to quote some famous words from a prophet called Jeremiah. Yes, I want to quote Jeremiah 29, 11, because Jeremiah doesn't speak these words at a time when the nation is prospering. He actually speaks these words when the nation is in exile, when actually they've they've been defeated by the Babylonian army and they've been taken away into a foreign land and their most gifted and their most intellectual and their most talented people have been co-opted to be used by this other power. And the people are struggling to survive in this new situation and they're struggling to survive and some of them are are, are trying to say, well, it it won't be too long and God will deliver us. But Jeremiah actually says to them, no, it's not going to be easy. You're actually going to be here for 70 years. And then he says this, but I want you to remember this. 
for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. You see what Jeremiah was doing, he was speaking to that instinct that God put within us at the beginning of that time, that instinct to thrive, that instinct that says whatever we face, however difficult our challenges come, humanity will overcome and come through in those situations. So I believe this is a word for our time, for our season. It's a word for to help us to respond to a global pandemic. And I believe also it's personally a word for you and for me, wherever you are and whoever you are. You see, the, the reason I, I say that this is the biggest challenge of a generation is because the first problem in the Bible isn't sin. We think every problem comes from sin, but actually there was a problem before sin in the Bible. And the first problem in the Bible is isolation. And that is, we see that in Genesis 2 and verse 18, where God says in that account of creation, he said, it's not good for man to be alone. He realised that, you know, that the whole of creation was perfect, but that there was this situation that wasn't good. Imagine that God saying something wasn't good in a world he'd created. I think it's there for a reason. It's there to tell us that isolation is a big problem. And of course, we're forced into that sense of isolation right now and so we have to recognize that it's a problem but I believe that God gives us the antidote which is it's not good for us to be alone the antidote is that we stay connected we already know that it's loneliness is a huge problem isolation is a huge problem and uh, uh, you know in the in the UK we have actually a government minister for loneliness and in this time that situation could compound because of what we need to do But I believe and we are determined as a church to work hard, to find multiple ways that we can connect and stay connected face to face over technology and, uh, you know, constantly in conversation and communication with each other uh, through through all the powers that we have and that actually we can stay connected and actually increase connection so that as people, that instinct to thrive that's within us, put by there by God, can actually grow. So I want to talk about three connections that I think fuel the thrival instinct that's within us. Here's the first. It's a word connection. Everyone is saying on my social media feed is that we need faith and not fear. I don't know about you, but my Instagram is full of it. Faith, not fear. Hashtag or hashtag faith, not fear. Uh, my Facebook is full of it. I only go on Facebook, or I used to only go on Facebook once a week. Now I'm being forced more, more than that. Faith, not fear. And I think that's a message for us. But we need to understand something about faith, that faith is word activated. It, it's impossible to be a person of faith and to speak negative things because faith is word activated. Uh, some people read maybe those Instagram posts, uh, read that hashtag, faith, not fear. Maybe they click on the hashtag and follow all that stream about f- encouraging messages, faith, not fear, faith, not fear. And they think that faith is the effort to, I must believe, I must believe, I must believe. But let me tell you, that doesn't work. You can't actually squeeze out faith. You can't force faith out. You can't force faith in to your life. You can't magic it. Just reading a hashtag or an Instagram post won't give you faith. 
You see, the Bible tells us that we've all been given a measure of faith. In Romans chapter 12 and verse 3, God says that He's given every person a measure of faith. And I believe that measure of faith that's in every human being is enough to get us started on a journey of faith that can grow in our life. But the Bible tells us, Romans 10, 17, I'm going to read from the English Standard Version, says this, so faith comes from hearing. Can you see it's word activated? And hearing through the word of Christ. We have to hear the right things for faith to grow. It comes through hearing and hearing the message of Jesus. In 2017, some of you will know this, but I'm sure many of you watching won't. In 2017, I went to Rwanda and I caught a disease. Uh, The disease at first attacked my heart and because of the weakness of my heart, my kidney failed and uh, my liver's Uh, my liver failed as well and I was being kept alive uh, for quite a while on machines and one verse at that time some one of the things that kept faith alive in me uh, that I would survive was the word of God and one promise in the Bible I just kept recalling this promise and I kept saying it out loud in my hospital bed and I kept saying it to myself, I kept saying it in my mind was this, it's in Mark 16, 18, where Jesus says to his followers, his disciples, he says, they will pick up snakes with their hands and when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on sick people and they will get well. And I realised I'd been doing some work and I'd contracted a disease, but the promise of Jesus was that this deadly poison would not harm me at all. My faith in that moment was growing because of a word from God. And maybe that's a word from God for somebody right now. You know, some people take this promise and they do daft things, don't they? Snake handlers and I'm not encouraging, I'm not encouraging that. I'm not saying go out and buy some poison and drink it just to see if Jesus meant what he said he, he did. But if you and I find ourselves in situations where we are being attacked by poison or deadly things, we can believe God's word and that can activate our faith. I, I believe that happened in my life and I was, I, I've got a great story now of healing. And I, I believe that this, for somebody, can be a promise today. And just on this point, here's a couple of thoughts on how you can apply this. How can you get God's word into your life that actually means that faith is growing and activated? Well, something I do is I read Jesus every day. That means I read something from the Bible, from Matthew, Mark, Luke or John, every single day and I've done that for years and you know when I read it often I, I, it's just me reading but then when I'm in those moments of trials and situations those words come back as the promise of God for that moment I was talking to Nathan who was leading our, our uh, service today and he was telling us about the fact that Proverbs has 31 chapters as do many months and so he just thinks what's the date today and whatever that date is today, you know, and he just says, I will read the proverb that's related to the day of the month. You know, so on the 1st, he reads Proverbs chapter 1. On the 31st, he reads Proverbs 31. What an incredible little routine 
to make sure God's word, because Proverbs is full of wisdom, but a credible little routine that you can follow. I just want to encourage you, just make sure you're connecting with God's word, because you need a word connection in this moment. And when the, the message of Jesus, faith comes by hearing and hearing the message of Jesus, that will cause faith to grow. The second connection is a people connection. And you say, wow, okay, <laughs> I get the word connection, but how are we going to have a people connection? Because we've been told we've got to socially distance ourselves from people and we've got to isolate ourselves. And of course, we do need to do that to get us through with wisdom this situation. But I believe that humans thrive in connection with others. I read something years ago. I tried to find the book and I can't find it this week, but I read something years ago about how we respond to each other, how we respond to voice how we respond to facial expressions. We all know that's true, don't we? If, you, if you're chatting with a group of friends and one of your friends rolls their eyes, you think I'm going to kill you. <laughs> we just all know, and, and you feel something sinks inside of you, doesn't it? When you, when you see that we respond to those expressions. People connections are so important. And I want to encourage you through this season to continue to be generous, to look out for people, to speak to people, have some kind of FaceTime connection with people, even if it's through technology, Google Hangouts. I mean, like there's so many things that do it. WhatsApp, I, you know, you can do face-to-face with people on WhatsApp, on Google, on, on Messenger, so many ways that you can do that. Don't just, don't just send people texts. Get, have some face-to-face contact with people. Use Use the digital technology available for connections and also in groups, in groups of people. Get a little group of friends. Maybe you've got a group of people you normally talk to regularly. Just stick them in a little group and FaceTime each other or WhatsApp each other and just talk to each other. Stay connected. You know, we've been asked to isolate, physically distance. And that's what I prefer to call it, physical distancing. Because I believe if we... uh, commit to connecting to each other, we can stay socially connected. Uh, We've been asked to distance ourselves, you know, because we transmit things. We actually transmit things to one another. And so normally that, that, that can be good, that can be bad, it can be just the common cold or it can be something more severe like COVID-19. But you know, we can also transmit good things to one another. So let, let's have some face connection. Let's have some connection in groups. Let's, let's make a, a way to do that. Let's choose in this season, not just to shrink back and not, not receive, but let's choose to transmit in this moment, in this scene. Let's flip it and let's say, you know, this thing, we might have to protect ourselves. We might have to put a wall around ourselves to protect ourselves. But hey, that's not going to stop the spirit, the thrival spirit, the thrival instinct that's inside of us. We're actually going to transmit. Over a hundred times in the New Testament, the words one another are used. Actually, in 94 verses, the words one another, think about one another, are used. Things like bear one another's burdens even bear with one another. (laughs) In fact, one verse says tolerate one another. (laughs) But things like encourage one another, care for one another, love one another, forgive one another. Don't complain to one another. Like if there was one piece of advice I I could give any human being, it would be just be careful what you listen to. 
because what you lack, it's a transmission. You just need to turn that transmission off and, uh, and so on. And then build one another up. So in this season, let's have a people can connection because it's not just about the other person. It is. You can transmit good in this, but it's also about you. Because when we refresh others, the Bible tells us that we too are refreshed. Proverbs eleven twenty five: a generous person will prosper and he who refreshes others will be refreshed. There's lots of things in this season we cannot do. But if we're just if we just think about it and we just get creative and we just get committed, there's lots that we can do. And I believe we'll never stop doing in the future. It'll lead us into that. You know, I believe that you and I want to prosper. Well, let's refresh others so that we can prosper. We want others to prosper. So let's transmit good things in this season into the lives of people. And then my final thing, my third thing is a spiritual connection. You know, in this uh, season, everybody's talking about, remember to be generous. I'm talking about that. I've encouraged Icon Church, let's keep being generous wherever we can. Because we, we know the importance of connecting and serving others. There's a great story about a lady in our church who pushed some leaflets through the doors on her street and just said, if you're self-isolating or vulnerable and you need anything, here's my number. And uh, she got this uh, back. She also, uh, there's another family uh, uh, from our church on the same street. She put their number on it too, which was fantastic. And she got this back. It said something like this. Let me read it. Hello. We are Maureen and Malcolm from number nine. I hope you're watching Maureen and Malcolm from number nine. I'm sure you'll have had an invite to watch. But, and we've been self-isolating since Friday. Malcolm has felt unwell and has had a cough. Thank you so much for thinking of us and reaching out. Just a simple act that's, that's made a connection that people are looking out for one another. And that's so important. But you know, if you're really going to create that instinct of thriving... We need a spiritual connection. Our vision as Icon Church is human flourishing. And what we mean by that is we want every person to live their best life. And their best life doesn't mean a perfect life. It doesn't mean a life without trouble or sickness or challenge. It actually just means their best life whatever season, that they're able to live that. And we really do believe that you can only flourish in a relationship with Jesus. Or let me say it this way, people flourish best in a relationship with Jesus. I don't know if you've ever been to a place or uh, you've seen a place and and it's called God forsaken. Uh, Like uh, maybe you were born in a God forsaken place, you know, um, or something like that. But think about that word, God forsaken. We use that term for something that's desolate, that can't thrive, where nothing can grow. I think I've been to a few places in my life around the world where I'd look at it and I think, oh, that seems like it's God forsaken. But the truth is there's no person and no place that is truly God forsaken. In the most important connection, we need a connection with God's word and his promise. We need a connection with people. But the most important connection is the connection with God. I want to show you this from a passage. I'm going to turn to it and read it. It's in Matthew chapter 27. It's the crucifixion of Jesus. And um, I just want to read five verses. And it said, 
from noon, Jesus is on the cross at this time, from noon until three in the afternoon, darkness came over all the land. The place began to look God forsaken. About three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? In a place that looked God forsaken, Jesus, the son of God, felt God forsaken. When some of those standing near him heard this, they said, he's calling on Elijah. Immediately, one of them ran and got a sponge filled it with wine vinegar, put it on a staff and offered it to Jesus to drink. The rest said, now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to save him. And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. I read that recently in my, I read Jesus every day. And I thought, what killed Jesus? What killed Jesus? It was isolation. It was separation from God that killed Jesus. You see, the worst form of isolation is not being left out. It's not social or physical distancing. It's not even solitary confinement. The worst form of isolation is separation from God. Not having a connection with your maker. On the cross, Jesus experienced it so that we would never have to. On the cross, Jesus took our place. He took our place of separation in in this way so that He could say as God Himself, that we could say that Jesus as God Himself knew God forsakenness. And He did that so that we could have a relationship with God. I thought about this and I thought, what killed Jesus? Well, it wasn't the Romans. Yeah, they crucified Him. It wasn't the Jews, yeah, it was the Jews who said to Pilate, crucify him, we don't want him, give us Barabbas. It wasn't sin that killed Jesus because Jesus could bear the weight of sin. It wasn't crucifixion because, you know, people lasted for hours and days when they were crucified. In fact, later in the stories, the Romans come to break the legs of the other people being crucified so that they would die quickly. But Jesus was already dead. What killed Jesus? It's when he was separate from God. He cried again and he gave up his spirit. That moment he was separate from the Father. He knew he'd carried the full weight of sin because sin is in the end separation from God. And so he gave a loud cry and offered up his life for us. And he did all of that to show you and me how much God loves us. He did all of that so you and I would never have to experience separation from God. And he did all of that so that we could have a relationship with God. He went to those lengths of anguish, isolation and pain so that we would never have to. And so that we could receive this promise that he said to his disciples, I will never leave you or forsake you. I will never leave you or forsake you. Jesus did that. And that's a promise for us today, that Jesus died on the cross so that we would know God's presence in whatever situation we find find ourselves. So how do we thrive? How How do we get that instinct of thriving to grow in us in this season? We need a connection, a word connection. We need people connection. 
let me encourage you again. Make as many uh, opportunities as you can to connect with people, to connect with the things that we're doing as Icon Church in this season. But we need a spiritual connection. And I believe if we have those in our lives, we will come through. It won't be easy, but we will come through. And we'll come through stronger and we'll come through thriving. Right now, I just want to invite you to pray. And uh, I, w- I want to ask you as I, you know, look at, you know, an almost empty room. And, but I know that there's thousands of people watching. I want to say, if you've never made a connection with God, I'm going to ask you to do it right now. You're not watching this by accident. You're not listening to my voice by accident. You've not been stirred inside you by accident. You've been stirred because God loves you. You're watching because God loves you and he wants to know you. Jesus went to that cross so that you can have a relationship with him. And maybe you've never made that decision to follow Jesus. In a moment, I'm going to give you the opportunity to make that decision. And I think right now on your screen, wherever you're watching, there'll be a button that you can press and say, I'm making that decision today. I'm raising my hand today to say yes to Jesus. I want to encourage you to do that today because that will be the start of a spiritual connection that will help cause you to thrive and to have a relationship with God. And so I'm going to pray for you in a few moments. But right now, I'm going to ask you, if that's you, if you're saying, Paul, I've never made that decision in my life. I want to make that decision today. I want to say yes to Jesus. I want that connection with God. Would you, would you press that button right now? Would you say yes to Jesus right now? Or if you're watching this today, again, you're not watching by accident and that, you know, you once walked with God, you once knew God, but you've walked away. But today you're watching again this broadcast and you're saying, yeah, Paul, that's me. I want to come back into that connection. Would you press that button right now? So in either of those two categories, please press that button. And so that you, it's your act of saying, yes, I'm coming back into a relationship with God and a connection within. I'm going to pray for you right now. As I look at you, I'm just going to pray and say, Lord, I thank you for every person watching this broadcast. First of all, I ask you that we'll all grow and thrive through this season. We do know it won't be difficult, but we know your promises that you will never leave us or forsake us. And I pray for every person right now who's making that decision to follow you. I thank you for them. I ask you right where they are, they'll sense your presence and your power in that room. And it'll be the start of a great journey for them in their lives. We'd love to help you. We'd love to, we'd love to hear more from you. And if you've made that decision today, let us know. We'll know because you press the button, but let us know. Talk to us, communicate with us. And even if you've been watching, comment on our services and tell us what's been happening. I can't wait uh, till we get to talk to you again. Even through this medium, I believe we've had a great time together. And we're For Icon Church, we're praying for you. We're standing with you. We're believing the best for you. And we're committed to keep this connection strong and move forward. And we are going to come out the other side of this thing with great strength and with miracle stories in Jesus' name. Come on, even in your homes, if you believe it, why don't we praise God together? We'll see you next time. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from Icon Church. If you'd like any more information about Icon Church, log on to our website at www.icon.church. Have the best week.